Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. We are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the second hour of the RP Show. We're coming to you on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. YouTube and Facebook as well. It's Hour 2, brought to you by Core Grain. Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. This is where we kind of just, do you remember? Yeah. We're not landing the plane, but it's like we're just... The seatbelt sign is off, and you're now free to move around the cabin. The pilot has unbuckled himself, and he's gone for a leak. Yes. It's on autopilot right now. That's right. For a while. So whatever you want to talk about on the RP show, it's all on the table here in this second half kickoff. Last hour, Rich Sutter talking about everything to do with the NHL. Coming up later on this hour, Sean Simpson from TSN Ottawa, 1200 AM radio. But uh, I see... You know, we love daytime talk because there's things going on, yeah. right? We've opened a brand new week. It's Tuesday. It's episode number 565, and things are going on. Like, for instance, the Ottawa Red Blacks are at practice today, and our good friend A.J. Jakubik, he's the guy that was with me two weeks ago in downtown Regina when a moose ran into my car. He's the guy. And you saw it because it was on video. I had, I had it documented on my phone. That's right. He's reporting that Dominic Davis is taking first-team reps for the Ottawa Red Blacks in day one of their practice week today. So we really went fast through the quick six show topics last hour. And would you mind, Director Jordan, hitting the horn again? I'm just going <laughs> to rattle through the quick six because I was thinking about a lot of these this morning when I was pounding away on the old treadmill at Evolution Fitness. Number one, CFL Labor Day recap. We didn't really sink into all those, so we will. Yeah. Point two, the USA Today annual preseason power rankings are out in the National Football League, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ranked number one. No surprise there. Number three, college football week one takeaways. Number four, the Yesperi Yemi story. I'm so tired of it. It came to a conclusion Saturday with Montreal not matching the Carolinas offer sheet, and he's gone to the Canes. Old licorice legs is a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. Point five, the Blue Jays just... Won't go away. They continue to be exciting. And now as we open a new week, they're three games out of a wild card spot, the second berth in the, in the American League. And point six, tennis. I'll give you the tennis, Moose. Whoa. It didn't come up last hour. How about that? That's right. <laughs> I, will, I, will give you, I will give you the fact that it's worth paying attention to. Thank I'm not going to watch it. Because there's so many other entertainment options. I'd rather see Marcus Spears on ESPN break down the Cowboys and Buccaneers on Thursday night than watch a live 
event at the U.S. Open, but that's not to say I don't respect it. Well, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. No, it's been going really good. I watched the uh, the match with Bianca Andreescu last night. It was it a late was, one. It was incredible tennis. Like, those two girls put on a hell of a show. Um, went into the third set. It went into, what, 2.15 Eastern. They're playing in New York at the U.S. Open, and unfortunately, Bianca lost. She was dealing with a little bit of an injury. So that, that sucks, but... Uh, um, Layla Annie Fernandez, the young, really young Canadian teen, she plays tonight. Uh, she's in the quarter, so that's going to be good. Or sorry, she doesn't play. Or I think she plays tonight. Felix Ogialiasim plays tonight as well. He's moved in, so we got two Canadians left, and they're both in the quarterfinals. One on the female side, and one on the men's side. So, well, that's why professionally. You're the yin, I'm the yang. You cover off the stuff that I'm not interested in and whatever that you're not interested in, I am. But it seems like you're mostly interested in what I am. Yeah, we got but, it covered off. But you can talk about the tennis. I don't necessarily... Like, I, I went to sleep early last night. I got up, had all these notifications about this three-set game. Oh, yeah. That Andreska was in, and which she lost, right? Well, she was... Yeah, and in the second set, she was two points away from winning it and just couldn't close her out. And then... Enough tennis talk. Enough tennis talk. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's, let's move on. Well, we're going to get you to Montreal next summer. Okay. So we'll start uh, there. Regarding the Ottawa news, Farmer in Saskatchewan watching on YouTube says, the Red Blacks are hitting the nuclear button already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eject on their starting quarterback, Matt Nichols. And I not really here for the debate anymore on certain things. For instance, people saying Matt Nichols. Well, I watched the game Friday at White Bear. Loved it. Bear Claw Casino and Resort. And Matt Dunnigan says, ah, Matt Nichols doesn't look right. And you've heard the, well, he doesn't, but you've heard these stories that the quarterback for Ottawa is playing hurt. And I'm like, then why is he playing then? And then I heard this coming out of the weekend. Paul LaPolice, Ottawa's coach, not a head coach. Good coordinator, not a head coach. How can we say that? That the team's bereft of talent. I'll never remember, stand, or never, sorry, I'll never forget standing in the BC Lions practice facility in a news conference with Steve Barato. Remember the legendary coach of the Lions, Steve Barato? Yeah. And he just said, the loneliest place in the world is when you're the head coach of a bad football team. Think about that. I believe it. Awful tough. You know, when you don't have the talent. And, and Paul LaPolice is, is a guy who's had success, but he's used to having some pieces to work with. And, and there's still some pieces in Ottawa, like, don't get me wrong, but it's not what he had in Winnipeg. And it's not even what Ottawa had just, a, you know, a few short seasons ago. Mm-hmm. So they need to be patient. They need to be patient with Paul. They need to be patient um, with that organization because we know the general manager has shown an ability to find talent. This was a contract issue when they let three of their big horses go, mm-hmm. not willing to pay the money. So now you got to start at the bottom, find some talent. It's going to take a couple of seasons. But Dominic uh, Davis showed an ability to move the football a little bit in that second half. So they're going to roll with him. Uh, Tie Cats fans are awake. Mel McGuigan writes in, says, DB Jamel Roll played lights out for the Cats yesterday, and Dane Evans solidified his place as the starter. Great win. Nobody thought Hamilton was going to be the 0-2 Hamilton Tiger Cats. They are who we thought they were. They're winning with the big plays. They made a change of quarterback, and away they go. By the way, 
Week six in the Canadian Football League is, uh, begins Friday. Hamilton at Toronto. That's a Saturday triple header. Now, if I was in charge of marketing the Canadian Football League, I would call this Football Day in Canada. Triple header. Yeah. Sask at Winnipeg, Calgary at Edmonton, Ottawa at BC. Uh, so we'll be watching as many of those as we can. By the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open at 306-840-8777. We'll get to as many of your comments as we can. Introducing Sastel Plus pricing. Updating your cell phone has never been easier. Pick up the device you have been wanting without any upfront costs. Take advantage of the buy now, pay later program today. I might actually do that because I got a really good iPhone, as you know. But yeah. I see the people that have the three lenses on the back, and I'm like, what do you, what do you got going on over there? Because they say those f- pictures are just mind-blowing. There's nothing like it. Wow. Time to but you're not an Apple guy. No, so. I'm not. But I got the three lenses in the back of this thing. Yours takes nice pictures. See? Yours takes nice pictures. But also, remember, that's the one thing about Android. They're not all the same. So this isn't... You can't compare this to the text line you got. Yeah. No. Well... I can't believe how many people are watching tennis. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Tacona Pauly uh, watching in Winnipeg says, Rod, uh, pretty sure if you actually watched the tennis, you'd think different. Start with the women. We're going to start by taking him there first. Baby steps. Hey, that's what got me on to lacrosse. See? That's what got me on to the NBA. Way, way, way back, the Minnesota Timberwolves played the Atlanta Hawks at a, a preseason game at Sask Place. And I'm like, this is way better live. Way better live. Yeah. And that was a lot of years ago, and I never forget. I still watch it. I enjoy it. I think once you watch it live. But my thing is you can't get into everything. Like, I'm trying to stay on top of what's going on in the NHL, what's going on in the NFL. Then our viewers are saying, you guys following college football? Because if you are, we're in. I'm like, oh, there's a whole new thing that we need to exactly. stay on top of. Don't worry. I'll take care of the tennis. You don't got to get into tennis. Okay, thanks. I'll take that one. Wow. You need to stick around and watch the entire show every day for two hours because Jeff in the zone's watching on YouTube, and he says, what's up, Rod and Darren? Can the Blue Jays still make the playoffs? And how far would they go? We've talked about this today. As a matter of fact, 8 nothing. they won at the Yankees yesterday. They're three games out of the second wildcard berth. And we must be getting close to the magic number date when we start talking about magic numbers. Because I haven't heard the magic number phrase come out yet. No, and as soon as we do, that's usually when you can start turning the lights off. But we're about 15 or 20 games away from that, aren't we? Are we that far out? I think so. Clark's our resident baseball statistician. He's all adorned in Blue Jays gear. So today, Clark's going to have to see the games remaining. But I remember just looking. It was 30 not that long ago. Around 30 games left. Okay. So there's I still can hear some, them talking back there's there. There's still they're some not, time. They're talking about something else. Um, from J-Rod, watching on Facebook, he says, I watched the game on TV, and man, I can't believe the Riders O-line. That one is Dan was starting Fajardo. Uh, spell check your comments, J-Rod. You lost me. It's eleven eleven, by the way. Make a wish. Be aware of your thoughts. Uh, let me go to the Prairie Mobile text line, by the way. 
Uh, from Leonard. Well, and <laughs> you know, when I go on these interviews across the country, they really bring up great show topics. Okay. For, that I like to carry over here. Yeah. So Leonard writes in from the 536. He says, uh, the bye week can either be a blessing or a curse. It's a blessing if you have guys. Who's calling me now? It's a blessing if you have guys that are wounded, then you have time to get them healthy. Or if you weren't playing good, you can reset a losing streak into a winning streak after the bye week. He goes on to write a novel here. Thank you, Leonard, for chiming in. But on the radio this morning in Lloyd, they said, Is the, did the bye week hurt the Rough Riders? I'm like, come on. They got beaten by the better team on that day, 23-8, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think what has everybody so upset, and I had a friend say to me this, that stadium was full of people on Sunday that expected Saskatchewan to win. Was it you that said that? They yeah. just left mad. Oh, yeah. They were just it was mad. supposed to be their day. It was supposed to, well, it always is their day. Right. Labor Day is the greatest day in Saskatchewan. We've been a part of this community for a long time, right? You wake up, you go for breakfast, everybody's wearing green, it's a wonderful day, and it always ends with a rider win. Right? Mm-hmm. So when things don't go according to plan, people are a little upset. Ruins your day a little bit. How about this guy? Metal Shingle guy writes in. He says, good teams win when they're supposed to. Great teams win when they're not. Hashtag for the W. Wow. Are you, you're coming over to Bomberville? This guy's historically a Rough Rider fan. So... I said it last hour, I'll say it again. I am loving the bravado of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because it's been 30 years in the making. And it's a bunch of really good guys over there that are treating us unbelievable. Why wouldn't we support that football team? We're not denigrating the green guys at all. Cody Fajardo, he's my guy. Craig Dickinson, he's my guy. But Winnipeg was the better team soundly on Saturday. What do you think the line will be for the Banjo Bowl? I yeah. said five or six points, Winnipeg. Will be I think there. you're pretty close. I think it'll be five and a half. I really do. Um, what do you say? Three points just for being at home? No. Although we've been told that that's not right. Johnny Avello from DraftKings says that's not a thing. Says it's not a thing. Um, but in a building like that, it plays a factor, right? And they always win that game. A lot of history will go into it. I think 5.5, maybe 6.5. Jeff Cabillas watching in Winnipeg says, I was actually more stoked about the Georgia Dogs win over Clemson than the Bombers win. It's the post-Trevor Lawrence era for the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. Grin and Barrett. From Jordan Smirvold says, do you think we could be graced with another season of Brett Ritchie on the Flames' first line? <laughs> yeah. Who else is going to play there? I'm looking forward to going to Calgary. Uh, actually, before we break and bring in Simmer, TSN Simmer, Sean Simpson from Ottawa, we are going to Calgary for live shows beginning tomorrow, and we're going to delve into the Rolodex of Calgary sports people. We're going to get into the Flames sitch and see what's going on there. But can you tell everybody, they're saying, why are you going to Calgary? Do you want to tell them? Yeah. You're the business guy. Got to do business. We got to do business. So um, that's one of the things we're continuing to do is we got to meet with clients, meet with sponsors of the show. And Calgary is one of those communities that we want to connect with our sales managers there. And so we're going to do some uh, relationship building and networking and uh, we'll be able to take the show there. Jimmy, two tables. That's right. 
And I can tell you that line is not anywhere close to five and a half. For what is it? Winnipeg's on betregal.net, Winnipeg by two and a half. Whoa. Well, two and a half. Do you half. think injuries and things like that will affect that line as the week goes along? I would think. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Is it bad that I want to just tell everybody to go to Bet Regal and take the Bombers because you're getting a great line? There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you're only getting two point, two and a half. They only got to win by a field goal to cover it. I'd, well, I'd be racing there and putting all my money on the Bombers. Not that maybe Saskatchewan, maybe they think the revenge game. Maybe they think it's going to flip. Doesn't usually happen. No. I, I saw that the road team of this back-to-back hasn't won both times in 32 years. That's not to say that it can't, but the odds certainly aren't for it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to get a couple more texts for CFL Talk in before we switch gears and bring in Sean Simpson after the break. Brady in Saskatoon says, hey, Rod, tough day at work for the Riders. Offensive line didn't show up to play, giving Cody Fajardo no support and time in the pocket. He says, I love the pickup of Dvorak for the Habs and the decision to let Kokanyemi walk. KK wasn't worth 6.1 mil. No doubt about that. Metal shingle guy, when I asked if he's converting to a Bomber fan, he says, still a Rider fan, but better is better. Wayne and Victoria, hi, Rod. I just wanted to say that the Riders are not in trouble by losing one game to the Bombers. They have good coaching and will respond before the season is over. I have full confidence in them, but the next game will show their character as it'll be a tough one from Wayne and Victoria, B.C. Stick around, everybody. TSN Simmer after the break. Hour 2 is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 states. Sorry, all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new week on the RP Show. By the way, I want to send a shout-out to Simon & Schuster. How about this? They know what they're doing over there at Simon & Schuster. Brand new book coming out on October the 26th. Mark Messier's memoir, No One Wins Alone, by the original Moose. So I'm looking forward to reading this. Probably going to read it on the roadie to Calgary here over the next couple of days. Simon & Schuster, thanks for sending us this. We're not allowed to sell this book nor quote it. I'm just supposed to read it and tell you about it. And uh, you'll be picking it up for Christmas. Let's bring in Sean Simpson now. Simmer, TSN Simmer. 
1200 Ottawa. And I said Simmer to uh, producer Clark. I said Simmer's had a lot to say over the last little while for the National Hockey. Let's get him on with his hot takes. How's the summer been, man? You know what? Outstanding. And Rod, got to be honest with you, I'm not a CFL guy. As soon as I hear you talk about the game, I actually get excited. And this should be like Fox News. I want you peddling your own book. Forget about the moose. I want to hear about Rod Pearson. Buddy, buddy, I started working on it. I'm like, I don't know if people are ready for this or not. So it's 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 a ways away. Look, Simmer, I yeah. I said you got all the hot. T- I love following you on Twitter, by the way. Everybody give him a follow at TSN Simmer. Um, can I just start yeah. with the broadest question of that Atlantic division? Absolutely. Do the Ottawa Senators make the playoffs in 2021-22? Uh, I'll say no as of right now. And again, we'll see when we get to the season. But my power ranking would probably end up being Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto. And then all of a sudden you have Montreal, Boston. And I think you got Ottawa right after there. Then Detroit and Buffalo pulling up the rear. The nice part is it's forward progress. It's not a bad thing. But the one thing you can't really measure from end of the year to next year, young team, the future once Brady Kachuk is signed is certainly bright. But I'd say it's a little premature for that, Rod. And to be quite honest with you, all fortunes for this hockey club pretty much rest on Matt Murray. So until I see that he's good to go, uh, I can't be calling them a playoff team. Isn't that something, by the way, that it begins and ends in goal? But, you know, one thing, yeah. we we did our show from Montreal, Stanley Cup Finals, from the home games. And yeah. the sense that I got there regarding Jesperi Kokaniemi was the heat on him because he went yeah. ahead of Brady Kachuk in the draft. Right, and what yeah, Brady's right with what Brady's doing with you guys in Ottawa. Can you just talk about that for a second, and just the, the offer sheet deal, and just that Kokinemi seemed to be becoming the whipping boy there in Montreal because of Brady Kachuk. Well, you know what, and, and right from the very beginning, this is all Mark Bergevin's fault. I mean, you look back to it, and you understand they forced the pick. All of a sudden, Kokinemi's came name came up, and all of a sudden, he's a little bit higher rated. They reach on a third pick. Watching that every day in comparison to Brady Kachuk, it's terrible. Because Brady Kachuk, who doesn't want him on their team? At the same thing, Kakanyemi's a nice young hockey player. They forced him in early. He was a boy playing against men. It's been a roller coaster. They lost the third pick overall. 21-year-old 20, uh, for Dvorak, who's a decent player. I don't think there's a ton of upside right there, but this from start to finish was an absolute disaster by Mark Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens. And as far as a comparison, imagine the kid getting out the door. Forget about those. Go to Carolina. Focus on being a good hockey player. And it would just make me sick to my stomach. Brady Kachuk is a throwback. He is the last true power forward, and he's going to dominate the National Hockey for years to come. And the Montreal Canadiens may have needed center Iceman, but for how long did they complain about not having size on their wings? So, boy, oh, boy, I'll tell you what. It's been a big, big mistake for the Montreal Canadiens and one they're never going to recover from. Wow. And, by the way, Rich Sutter was on with us last hour talking about yeah. the trade from Dvorak from Arizona to Montreal. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. what are they doing in Arizona? And here's the reason I ask you. You're an Ottawa guy, yeah. former NHL yeah. goalie, front office guy. I feel for Andre yeah. Tourigny. The 67s yeah. coach and Team Canada coaches. What's he got to coach yeah. down there in Arizona? Have you been to Arizona and no. making $1.2 billion, $2 million instead of riding the bus in Ottawa for junior oh. hockey? Okay, hey, so it's about lifestyle. It's about lifestyle yeah, then. Okay. No, 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 but Roddy, he also knew what he was signing up for. You know, they're going to gut the thing. You have a program there. Billy Armstrong's done a masterful job. I also don't know Dvorak well enough. I saw his junior numbers. He played with Marner and Kachuk. He's been okay. All my reports tell me he's a third-line center. I'll watch him when he gets to Montreal and decide. But Andre knew what he was signing up for. And like I said, it wasn't easy here. At least they have a plan. 
and they have the support and it's not going to be fun. But like I said, it's not like he's surprised for what they're doing there. So like I say, Andre was a good man. I didn't know enough about him when he was with the Senators. So respectful of the program that he built here with the Ottawa 67s. In long term, he'll be fine. And hey, first couple of years, it's going to be darn ugly. But what are they doing? Well, they're bottoming up. They don't have any money. They're going to have a plan. Ask Calgary Flames fans or a lot of teams out there in the National Hockey League if they wouldn't prefer a team that had a plan instead of a team that's in a mushy middle like Calgary, Montreal, and plenty of others. Hey, like I said, it's painful, but we saw here in Ottawa, if you do it properly, it'll work. And it has Ottawa hockey fans pretty excited once they sign Kachuk. Sean Simpson with us from TSN 1200 Ottawa. I'm just scrolling through your timeline here. It's, it's highly entertaining, yeah. as I said. Some of the uh, some of the top storylines going into the year, we had a vote is what will you be watching the most, yeah. and our viewers said the Seattle Kraken. And it's a okay, fun, okay. fun topic. Uh, do you think they make yeah. the playoffs here in their first year? Well, they're in the worst division in hockey, so I think it's kind of touch and go. If they do, it's an absolute failure because uh, Ron Francis has not put together a very good hockey club. And if they are going to be picking in the middle of the pack for what he also did as a franchise, that's a big mistake. I don't know why you want to do that in a market like Seattle. I think they're going to do terrific. This is San Jose 2.0. It's going to be entertaining. People don't care what's happened at the games for the first few years. So they should be competitive. But like I said, that's not going to help the team any. I'm excited to see them. I can't say I'm overly excited, but it'll be very cool to go to games there. That is one of the most gorgeous cities on the planet, as you know. Yeah, what uh, what took you to Seattle? I was going through there with the Regina Pats, and I just loved games yeah. in Seattle, loved staying in Seattle. We would hub out of there. You know the term. Were yeah. you there for hockey purposes or just vacationing? No, a little bit of both, but, you know, it was beautiful going to Seattle. You would land there, you drive over to Tacoma, and as long as your car didn't get stolen in Tacoma, you'd go back to Seattle, you'd be good to go. Uh, this goes all the way back to when I was in Washington, we drafted Brendan Whip. Um, so that was a big Winter. part of the cycle, the circle, um, you know, went through all those teams. And that would have been when Bruce Hamilton was sitting there and dreaming about moving his team from Tacoma up to Kelowna. Now he's uh, bathing in the cash. Uh, so, yeah, that goes back <laughs> a long ways, but spent a lot of time going through there. A lot more at the airport than necessarily downtown. But it was pretty cool back then, as you know, going to the Midwest and going down to Portland and heading over to Tri-Cities and over to Spokane. Some terrific hockey players come out of those programs. Oh, boy, Sean, you don't look that old. I guess we're about the same age. I, I called games in the Tacoma Dome where the yeah. sheet of ice was a rumor, <laughs> like a, a facility <laughs> built for football. It was fun, yeah. but you could see why yeah. they wanted to get the Rockets out of there and move to Kelowna. Well, the Tacoma Bridge disaster is one of the better uh, mat natural causes or things of, the, of human. I'm 53, so I started out scouting a little bit young. Started with the legendary Jack Button. Oh, yeah. We went out on that trip. That was one of my first scouting trips. And I think if we drafted Brendan 93, along with Jason Allison, the Quebec draft, signed him at the Edmonton draft, legendary pick. And, yeah, so it goes back. Uh, yeah, time's, time moves quickly. <laughs> no kidding. Craig Button's dad and Witter's the yeah. pride of Humboldt Sask. Now, another story. Yeah. I, got, I got a couple here for our Florida hockey fans that are watching. Number one, yeah. do you see a Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat? Or have they lost too much here in this offseason? I, I think that'll be a little bit tough. But at the same time, Montreal, I think it was a one-hit wonder they've lost. The Boston Bruins, as they start to age, David Krejci is a huge loss within the division itself. I actually still have them as the best hockey team. When you lose all three of those role players, another short summer, but you still have the core. They've done some really good drafting. I know you're good, close with Al Murray. Uh, what a great job they've done on every level of hockey operations. I also do wonder deep down as you start to lose some depth, guys win a couple of times. 
how hungry the overall group is and how much energy you have. So certainly still have them in the top five, but I'm not counting on, on a three-peat. But hey, there's a lot of average teams in the National Hockey League right now. Yes, are there ever. I pause the uh, Florida hockey talk for a second because there are some viewer questions that have come in. Matt yeah. Herbert from the Prince Albert Raiders Facebook group says, will Parker Kelly see any time with the Senators this year, the Raider alum? What do you think? Well, shout out to them. And I think the last time I was in Prince Albert, we had drafted Jeff Nelson. Um, oh. And the Nelson boys had come through there. <laughs> There's another name for the past. Are you dating yourself? Steve Kelly and, are you and dating Brad yourself? Church were on the team as well. Right? Yeah. So Church, Churchy, the pride of Dauphin, Manitoba, and Steve Kelly from Edmonton. Yeah. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah, Parker Kelly, <laughs> do you see him in the Sens lineup this year? Uh, you know what? It sure sounds like it. And he's an agitating guy. And I think if you kind of look at a, a fourth line, if in a perfect world from a Sens fans, they would probably have Ridley Gray with Parker Kelly and Austin Watson. I think Greg, of course, will end up going back to junior. But Parker Kelly is an agitator. They want to build a vivid energy fourth line. I know they're very high in him. And he's just one of those kids that certainly would fit into the mold of a G.J. Smith. So absolutely, I think he sees some games. Uh, boy, I could sit and talk with you forever about this. And and here's another one, NHL.com. No I'd love to say any, as long as you want, Rod. Are you set up in one of your kids' rooms, by the way? It looks very uh, dreamy and, yeah? You, you know what? And, and again, I have to be quite honest with you. My girlfriend, and this is, you know, cards on the table here. She works for CIBC, and during the, the COVID, of course, she's working from home. The home office has been set up in the bedroom, so I was scrambling to try to do a bit of a fake oh. background. But I also thought with kind of back to school that this is kind of like a Disney theme and that'd be kind yes. of cool as well. And just purchase these new satin sheets. They're they're not my own line yet, so I can't give necessarily <laughs> a shout out <laughs> to them. But that that's the that's the family bedroom right there. <laughs> I like it. It looks very dreamy. It looks very home. I'm very comfortable uh, watching it. So I'm sure on those Western road trips is exactly the kind of place you stayed in in the dump back in the day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. (laughs) Just talking about that the other day. Uh, 21-day road trips. Um, The Panthers at NHL.com, they had five questions facing the Florida Panthers, and I'm like, not a lot of questions there. This is still a good team coming back. You were a goaltender. I was a goaltender. Here's mine for you. Sergei Bobrovsky, Spencer Knight coming back. Not a bad tandem there. Who do you think is the starting goalie in game one for the Florida Panthers? Well, I think you want to give it to Bobrovsky, but you never know. I mean, Spencer Knight, another one of those situations, people are like, why are you drafting a goalie when you already got one? Same thing in Montreal with Price. Same thing when Bishop was in Tampa. He came after Vasilevsky. I think it'll be great competition. The sleeper part and the part I can't understand, I'll watch more this year with Seattle. Why were the Edmonton Oilers not in in a guy like Drieger? I watched him here. I watched his progression. His numbers are so similar to Craig Anderson when he evolved, finally got to Colorado, over to Ottawa. So from a goaltending standpoint, hopefully it's just pushing Bobrovsky to be better. And for Spencer Knight, also realistic, just coming out of college. But boy, oh boy, he looks like the real deal. Um, So I think more than anything, they just got to figure out what they have because Billy Zito, I'll tell you what, has gone there and done a real nice job, moved around some things and nothing but impressed. And I'll tell you what, not on Olympic side, but if you want to talk about one of the NHL's most underrated players is an Ottawa kid who didn't make the OHL, went out west, is Mackenzie Weger. What a year he had after Eric Ekblad went down last year. And I don't think Barkov's or Huberdeau's a secret anymore. So no, real good hockey team there and should be some stiff competition for the Bob. Well, that's the thing is Spencer Knight, if I read that right, was 4-0. 
in his starts yeah, with the Florida yeah. Panthers. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's tremendous. The goalie factor out of Boston College is incredible. The amount of goaltenders over the years, uh, you know, that have come out of there. It's been a real good, and they almost all look the same, all about six foot three and just look like big walls in the net. Well, I'm a huge fan of Dustin Wolf, Everett Silvertips, and yeah. Flames Prospect. But when he wasn't playing at the World Juniors because of what Spencer Knight was doing, I'm like, how can I argue with this? He's winning every game. Yeah. And they shut yeah, out Canada so. yeah. in the gold medal game. So, anyways, uh, what are you watching here in the preseason for the Ottawa Senators, Simmer, as they get ready to hit the ice here soon? Well, I think more than anything, just getting Brady Kachuk signed. I mean, it's such a big part of the hockey club, the fabric, kind of judging the the importance of it and the confidence in it. But you put that together, and all of a sudden you got him and Norris playing together. You got Batherson on that side. Connor Brown down the stretch last year with Stutzel, maybe Pinto, fill out the bottom group. Let's see when you come to training camp how they slot in Branstrom. Is he back with Zub? So much anticipation here is about North Dakota and Jake Sanderson coming out next year. Uh, and then really quite simply is Matt Murray. But when you look at the foundation, you look at the group, you look at the outstanding drafting and development under the Mann brothers, it's a very exciting future. They've got a lot of good young players. I guess the biggest focus, though, Rod, is on the back end, seeing if they can piece that together. And where's Matt Murray going to be at? If Matt Murray can't do it, isn't consistent, isn't healthy, I don't mind Forsberg. And Gustafson has a bright future, but they're not going to go very far this year. And Matt Murray's back to being the goaltender. He was in Pittsburgh way back when. But who was – sorry, I just can't stop with it. Who was that young goalie that came up that – Started his won his first game like uh, the cutter. He was the next, yeah. Joey Decord. Where does he fit into uh, the mix for the Sens? Well, Joey's in Seattle now, right? He was taking the. Did they took draft, him? So it'll basically stock up. Yeah. Now it's Gustafson and Sogard. Sogard came in and was six and zero. Oh. I'm sure you watched him a little bit in the Western League. Nothing but impressed with him. Uh, they also have Mandelisi, so that's how they stack up. And Decord was good. Uh, certainly a toss-up as to who has a better upside, but Seattle ended up getting a pretty good goaltender there. So really, Gustafson now signing a two-way for this year, one-way the following year. Assumption is Forsberg will be gone, and he'll be the backup for Murray a year from now. All right. Well, lots to watch at Senators camp. I know you'll be on top of it. Simmer, always enjoy the visit. Uh, enjoy the what's left yeah. of summer. Yeah, I always appreciate listening to you and really enjoy your enthusiasm, man. You really uh, sell the CFL well, if that sounds in the sincerest way. It's very nice. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Sean Simpson joining us from TSN 1200 Ottawa. And by the way, I met him at the Grey Cup 2017 in Ottawa and just clicked right away. Real good guy right there. Former NHL goalie, front office guy, now doing the TSN thing in the nation's capital. We'll be back. Sports update. We'll start the viewer takeover early. Whatever you want to talk about is on the table. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network carried all across Ontario on Rogers and Kojiko Cable. Live on YouTube and Facebook as well and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody couple segments left here for viewer takeover uh i don't know if clark can go back and find the comment from casey jones he was watching in winnipeg and he was like you said all cfl the rest of the way rod why are you talking hockey in cfl season he's got a he's got a listening comprehension problem there okay <laughs> it was one hour ago i said all cfl the rest of the way in hour one 
So, Casey in Winnipeg, I'll do the talking, you do the watching. Don't ask us. There it is. <laughs> have to call bull on this. Well, if you don't like the hockey talk, turn it off. Don't have a gun to your head. Beat it. How you been doing, Moose? Uh, fantastic. How's the coffee? Are you okay? Good. Oh, it's Casey's Brazil uh, Seven Falls. He's annoying me. I remember this one from week one. Yes, you were about to ask what the coffee flavor was. Yeah, what was it? Brazil Seven Falls. I remember back, I made a sheet when we first started the show, and they came over and showed us how to make coffee and everything else, and I made check marks around which ones you liked, so I knew you liked this one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually half and half with Tim Hortons right now. It's a dog's breakfast of coffee. What? It's a Heinz 57 hybrid. Okay. It's not how I would roll, but... Yeah, just because you're a coffee snob. No. Yes, you are. No. <laughs> are going to get a fight about this? I think you are a coffee snob. It's okay. Oh, there's there's one, football Ron. snobs. There's hockey snobs. There's snob snobs. There's coffee snobs. It's not an insult, I don't think. Okay. But I'll drink any coffee. I see what you're When saying. have I ever turned down, right? Mm, but you wouldn't mix coffees? I do. I'm just... Trying to give caliber that you know what I mean. If you're going to drink oh, caliber, yeah, you shouldn't mix it with anything, right? That's all. David Asplin in Winnipeg says, "How's Fajardo doing this morning? I'd imagine he had a rough sleep last night." And the game was Sunday, and I'll tell you what: when he got hit, I was like, <gasps> "That's my guy." He was just right out next play mm-hmm. or next series, I guess because they punted right after that. But, um, Cody, we might have to talk about this running the ball thing. You know, you watched the game. Yeah. What did you think? I think it's time. <sighs> He's so good at it, and he can do it. But, man, you need him to stay healthy if the riders are going to. And in a game like that, where he's taking a beating anyways, right, you need to make sure that you stay healthy. And sometimes you got to throw the ball away. But a gamer like that never wants to throw. I remember Willie was chasing him out to his left. This was kind of early on in the game. And he was chasing him out to the left on first down. And Cody tucked it and sprinted and dove for a one-yard gain on first down. Like, you could, you could throw that away and save yourself. But he doesn't want to. He wants every yard, every play, try and get whatever he can. That's the competitor that Cody Fajardo is. But sometimes you got to be okay getting rid of it and just... Hey, taking the down and saving, well, you know, a hit. He is going to get hurt. Uh, Sean McCormick from Game Plus Television in Toronto says, It's fine, Darren. I'm the same way with beer. I'm a beer snob. But like you, I'll drink anything that gets put in front of me. And something just flashed into my mind. We are going to Calgary to broadcast shows beginning tomorrow from the Best Western Premiere Inn. And you were asking me if the guys that I used to go to college with in Calgary, if I still talk to them, yeah, which I do. So we used to play hockey in the Centennial Arena, for those of you people in Calgary that know that Twin Ice Arena in, in Calgary. And, of course, after the games, we would go up to the lounge. I was with a couple guys by the name of Craig Adam and Kevin Carius. You know those guys? I do. And Brian Duff, by the way, who's the host of Sabres TV. Buffalo Sabres Television. He hosts the games on Fox Sports up there. They were out of beer. We drank them out of beer. The kegs, which would come as a surprise to no one. Yeah. 
So we said, hey, they, they said, we're out of beer, guys. Can we interest you in anything else? We said, well, what about those drainage tubs? Like the, under the thing where the beer drains down into the <laughs> five-gallon. Yeah. They said, you, do you want that? <laughs> we'll take it. We drank that. They didn't charge you for it, I Garth's hope. not. <laughs> they were going to throw it out. Bob's your uncle. So I don't think that qualifies as being a beer snob. What do you think? Of course not. We'll take that five-gallon pail and a side of penicillin. Right. Those guys uh, will all attest that actually. You should have seen the kid's face that was working behind the bar. He's like, you want what? <laughs> Those drainage pails right there. They've been running beer off of for the last couple of weeks. Something about <laughs> Calgary and beer. Like they talk about the beer at the Saddle Domus. <laughs> Heroin beers. It's not <laughs> bad. I could tell you a story about pumpkin rum. Tell me. That friends were fermenting pumpkins in their bathtub and uh, made rum that nobody would drink. But we tried that and yeah. we drank that when we had to. Oh, yeah. Sitting in the bathtub for six months. How about that? Yeah. I see. Um, Survived. From our... <laughs> From our viewers, Stacy Champagne. I've drank that swill before too. <laughs> LOL. Stacy watching from Access Television World Headquarters. James in Border Manitoba says Rod's drinking stories are great. More, please. Oh boy. Oh boy. Sean Simpson, last hour. Did you see him say that I got to write a book? Mm-hmm. And I said, I've, I have started it. Then I started to think, eh, does anybody want to read this? I'm starting to think they do. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Townen says, is the Liberty Lounge still at Mount Royal University? I feel like we need to go check this out. We absolutely can. We absolutely can. Let's take a break and come back with overtime. I feel like it's going to be a raucous. Yeah. Final segment coming up. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus Television. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now... Back to the studio with Rod. Uh, and the Moose. It's the final segment. We've got almost eight, a little over eight full minutes here for viewer takeover. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. And Jennifer's watching from the Four Seasons. She says she's at the Fort Winterizing. Safe travels to Calgary. See you all tomorrow. We'll be live from the Best Western premiere out by the airport Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe even Friday. Uh, by the way, the reason I said we've got eight minutes left is that gives you time, wherever you're watching on Game Plus TV, to pick up your phone and text us a question, a comment, 306-840-8777. From the 647, Darren, that's the uh, Toronto area. Okay. Is it possible Cam Newton is done for good? Not much interest so far from the 647. And I got to ask, be awesome if you left a first name and I'll... Leave it in the phone. I'll put it in as a contact. Is Cam Newton done? What a wonderful question. We are three days away from NFL kickoff. Cam Newton hasn't signed. And on the weekend, I was listening to NFL radio with our good friend, Zig Fricasi. And he had on 
Dallas Cowboys beat writer from something, something Cowboys beat blog or whatever. And uh, Zig said, why did the Cowboys not take a look at Cam Newton? You could have had him for so cheap. And Zig's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. And the reporter said that the Cowboys decided that Cam Newton was too old and they wanted to go with a youth movement behind Dak Prescott. And I just thought, does every team in the National Football League think Cam Newton's too old? He's not expensive. What he played 700 grand in New England last year. What's the reason Cam Newton is not signed by anybody? Maybe Cam is waiting. Everybody, he probably is waiting now that I think about it. Everybody's set right, right now. Everybody's set. I don't think there's a team where Cam Newton's a huge upgrade at your starting quarterback position. And if he is, it's because you're sitting there with a young, inexperienced quarterback that you want to develop. So there's some upside there. If we look at some of the places where um, Cam's been mentioned. I mean, if Houston wins some games and then something happens to their quarterback, because we know it won't be Deshaun, then maybe Cam gets a call. But they're not going to invest in him in a rebuilding team. If Tua goes down in Miami, that's a team he's been linked to. If he goes down, Cam will get a call and be signed within hours. If, um, I'm trying to think of, if Dak goes down and Dallas is competitive, they may not want to go with a young guy in a year they're competitive, so they may bring in Cam, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm trying to think of other places. You know, the Denver Broncos are a quarterback away from being really competitive, from being really good. So there's some places here, but everybody's kind of set right now. I think if there's an injury in the first three weeks while teams are still competitive or a good team deals with a quarterback injury at some point during the season, Cam will get a call. He's not done. He played really well last year before he got COVID, before he went through that. He was playing really well in camp, and in the preseason he was playing lights out. Cam's not done. Well, I forget sometimes. That's why it's great to sit around and have coffee together and discuss these things. Yeah. Because as a guy that worked in the Canadian Football League for 20 years, you saw this. Veterans coming out of camp that were cut will sit around and wait for the call. Like, as you said, everybody's set. So this is a different way of saying it. Yeah. The ball's in Cam's court. But people are looking at it going, why hasn't he signed? Is he done? Right. Right? So he's sitting, waiting for the right opportunity. And I will never, ever, ever forget. I was telling somebody this the other day. Kelly McCrimmon said, when he went from the Brandon Wheat Kings to the Vegas Golden Knights, that... He goes, well, they're not doing anything different in the NHL than we are in Major Junior. It's just to scale. So what's going on with Cam Newton is no different than what all my CFL buddies were doing all those years. That's right. It's the same thing. Same thing. And the viewers are writing in, uh, Jeff Cabellis in Winnipeg says, Houston Texans. But they've made their decision. They already had Tyrod Taylor on the roster. Yeah. T-Mobile. They just named him their starter yesterday. And uh, incidentally, they've been ranked as the worst team in the NFL anyway, so they might just bite the bullet. And they would have to do some monumental winning early and be in contention to think about Cam Newton because if you're a team that's out of the playoff picture, you're not going to spend those reps and that time having an older quarterback play. That's when you want to develop a young guy and get some, some players some reps. So it won't be Cam unless Houston does the unthinkable, wins a bunch of games, and then deals with an injury to Tyrod. Rennie Fazer watching on Facebook says Cam Newton has to be better than Andy Dalton. But, sure. But again, if you've been watching what we've been saying here, the Bears have committed 
to Andy Dalton. And then behind him, they've committed to Justin Fields. So Andy Dalton's not going to play 17 games. At some point, maybe... Well, look at last year with the uh, Miami Dolphins when Ryan Fitzpatrick started the year. Mm -hmm. And then they went with Tua Tagovailoa halfway through the year. And we had a Dolphin on this show, Sam McGuavin, and I asked him, how did you feel about that change? He's like, eh, we were rolling. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So... Didn't like it. Yeah, the only way Andy Dalton doesn't... Now, he'll be in there until he gets hurt. Probably. I mean, they got the Rams in week one, I believe, and they've got maybe the best defense in the National Football League. So if he comes out and plays really badly, takes a beating, they may go to Justin Fields. They're pretty high on him, but they don't want to put him into into the fire right away. And they probably want to save Justin Fields from having to play that L.A. defense in week one. And they go through, I think, three or four really tough games. That's not a way to start your NFL career, just to get thrown to the wolves and get destroyed and have no confidence. So letting Anna Dalton take the the, uh, early shots. From Northside YEG watching on YouTube says, uh, Moncrief to the Elks is huge. Oh, yeah. The Elks are coming off the mat. Not that they were ever really down. But I thank Derek Moncrief for informing me yesterday. And I did break that story. Uh, A lot of people upset that he didn't sign with his former team, Saskatchewan. But it is what it is. Um, A quick sports update. Canadian teen Leela Fernandez will battle for a spot in the U.S. Open semifinals today. The 19-year-old from Laval faces number five seed Elena Svetlina of Ukraine. And also Montreal's Felix Auger-Alassim. Close enough? He's young, too. Close enough. He is young, too. I've been too. watching enough of it. Yeah. I have, Moose. He'll battle unseated 18-year-old Carlos Elqueros of Spain in the quarterfinals. Yeah. People are really getting into this. Big time. The Blue Jays go for a sixth straight win when they take on the Yankees in the Bronx today. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. slammed his 40th home run of the season yesterday as Toronto blanked New York 8-zip. It's Steven Matz going to the mound for the Jays against the Yankees' Garrett Cole. And uh, Dodgers lefty Clayton Kershaw is expected to return to action today. The 33-year-old has been dealing with elbow inflammation, but is scheduled to pitch three innings and a rehab stint in AAA Oak City. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Thanks, Sean Simpson. Thanks, Rich Sutter. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. And this entire crew. Welcome to our interns, Olivia and Andrew. Is their first day today. Then we'll won't see you for a week. We'll see you live from Calgary tomorrow at noon Eastern on Game Plus, 10 a.m. Mountain. Truth's in the coffee. It's Truth Serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.